The greatest pod galaxy. First things first, 973-358-5428. 973-358-5428. The OPP mailbox. Leave a message. Ask questions. Leave comments. If you have somebody that you know that has a banana story that you wish you could share with the world, leave a message. Let me know. Give me their contact information. Give them my contact information. Tell them to leave a message. Let's hook it up. Let's share these wonderful stories. 973-358-5428. What's up, everybody? It's been quite some time. I have some pods in a, in a large backlog waiting for my editor to have some free time to throw them together. But for now, I have a quick pod for you. I took my buddy Mede out. He's my friend from high school. Mede has the unique distinction of uh, we played tennis together in high school. And we also played a lot of table tennis together. Some of you guys call that ping pong. He has the unique distinction of having beaten me. We've played, I would say, on the low end of a thousand games. And he has the unique distinction of having beaten me one time. One. That is one out of 100. 999 other times I beat this guy. The last time we played was in New York City. We played for, let's say we played like 30 matches in a row. Because now table tennis, you have this new format, right? It's like 11 points and you serve, each person serves twice and the ball rotates that way versus back in the day you would play to 21 it would be five points each so we played the new format played maybe 35 times over a course of 90 minutes he beat me the very last game 999 times beat me once matt also has the distinction of influencing my diet we had a conversation many years ago over a decade ago now and after that conversation, I said, you know what? I'm going to give this vegetarian thing a try. Eh, I didn't go all the way vegetarian. I still eat fish every once in a while. But for 12, 13 years, no beef, no chicken, no rabbit, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, he's been a vegan, vegetarian for a long time, a vegan for a long time, cares about animals, is actually an animal activist, and does it for a living. There are a lot of people out there that yappity, yap, yap, yap and don't back it up with action. Mede is the exact reverse of that. Exact reverse. You run into people in your life, all of us do, that will have a profound effect on their life, either positively or negatively. My relationship with Mede has been profoundly positive for me. From the jump, almost 30 years of friendship, And I can say without a doubt that having him in my life through my high school years probably saves my life. I hope you guys really enjoy this pod. It's my boy, Matty. I basically stopped eating everything for 12 years. Uh Isn't that a step? Like if you could get like everybody, like, uh, like the Israeli, how they have mandatory 
um, mandatory service for four years. Right. Imagine if you could get everybody at some point in time in their life to quit for five years. Uh-huh. Would that be a start? Yeah, well, I mean, like, it's not the thing, end goal. But... So, like, what I always tell people is, like, there's so many people I've come across who are like, oh, I tried going vegan, and I, and like, I don't see it as like an all or nothing thing. Like, I feel like if people, I, I'd rather it be if people saying like, I'm vegan 90% of the time, mm. you know, as opposed to like, I'm, um, I tried and it didn't work. Like, well, like, try as best you like. First of all, it's not all like, if you try and then you 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 stop for whatever reason, like, you can just try again. Like, mm. it doesn't. But it's presented as kind of like all or nothing and I don't really think that's oh, I think, that's interesting I mean that's how I think of vegans as kind of there's, there's the extreme of those guys who like roast pigs and like they have it on a skewer right. that's on the one spectrum and then there's you guys on the other spectrum yeah, yeah but I think extreme. it should be I mean most people I think generally like if they think about it obviously don't want animals to be harmed let alone mm. like horrifically harmed as factory farming right and most people who are aware of the issue like recognize like factory farming is even more than the entire transportation system in the entire world. Factory farming is is much more damaging to the environment, um, mm-hmm. primarily like because primarily because of methane gas from cows farting essentially, right. um, but also in terms of like incredible amounts of like water pollution and soil depletion and so on. So like, if people accept that, like okay, but at the, and then at the same time you have you know that culturally we're, we're so many of us are raised eating meat and it's hard to give up and so on. But at the same time, there are all these really good new plant-based products. So it's like, if you give that, it's like, okay, well then, like, let's, most people should, like, strive to be vegan as much as you can. Like, okay, I'm vegan 90% of the time, but, like, when I meet with my parents, my dad loves making barbecue ribs. So, okay, so I'm going to eat barbecue ribs. But because I eat barbecue ribs doesn't mean, like, now I'm not, I got to give up even trying to pursue it. Like, what, so I think the world would be much, we'd be much better off even just if people had that mindset. Mm. Mm. Like, I have, I can... It's not even something I consider. That's so funny, you you know. That's why I love hanging out with you because there's always options. You and uh, and uh, the vanilla gorilla. There's always like, <laughs> I never considered that option. That's, that's yeah. Well, that's that's yeah. why I did. Like, I started the. Did I tell you? The, I started these tours of sh- my local shop, right? No. So I, I made. Um, oh, here we go. Yeah. So I made a brochure <laughs> of all the plant-based items in my local shop, right? Yeah. Not like obviously fruits and vegetables and nuts, but like substitutes. So like non-dairy milks and non-dairy cheeses and mm-hmm. plant-based meats and so on. So I made this pretty cool Carl brochure, and then I put it on nextdoor.com, and I said free tour. I said free tour of, of the local shop, right? And all participants get a um, fifteen-dollar gift card. So because I was like, as an activist, I'm trying to think like I've done tons of stuff where um, you know you try to get people to watch movies mm-hmm. or like you know, yeah yeah read books yeah, yeah. yeah which is which of course it's indirect yeah and and only certain people you're going to reach so i'm like well how what can i do to get to get people to buy these products so i'm like i'll give a tour and then i'll give them a 15 dollar gift card to buy the products we just talked about because sometimes people are like well I, I, maybe i'll try it but i don't want to spend my own money on it because i don't know how if i like it but in this case i'm giving you money so it's like if you don't like it you fine mm-hmm. it's not your money you can so I put it out and I was like, I didn't know what the response would be. And it was cool. I got, I did it three times now. And um, I did it, I think about 15 people overall. Wow. And the first time I got nine people. So, it's, so it's, it was at night and I'm leading nine people around. And the security guard in ShopRite's like, keeps looking through each aisle. I keep seeing them and I see the ShopRite employees talking to each other. Like, cause it's a pretty bizarre scene. Yeah, like, none yeah, of yeah. us have shopping carts or anything. And I'm leading people along. 
so then the, sh- the security guard finally came up to me and I was like, how to explain it. And he's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so it worked, it worked well, but it, that's the same thing. It's like, and so many people who went, they were all very curious. And, it, and I thought it was going to be a 15 minute tour and it was a 45 minute tour. Because people really had all good questions. In a supermarket. In a supermarket. Wow. And they had like, yeah. Freezing your balls off. Yeah, because people didn't really, you know, they didn't have an idea. Like, oh, I had no idea. Like, even just ice creams. Like, there's so many good, like, yep. Ben and & Jerry's and Haagen-Dazs and all kinds of non-dairy ice creams now. Um, so it's like, okay, if you're going to eat this product anyway, like, you can just substitute for this. Mm-hmm. And here's, like, reasons why. So um, I think, like, that's... Like, I think that's, I just, I don't, and it wasn't like you have to, you know, you should go vegan wherever. It's like, but you have choices and, right. you, and like, so why not make them? Mm-hmm. So anyway, that, that's kind of where I'm at now. And what, what made you think, let me start doing a tour in a supermarket. Like, where did you come, where did you come up with these ideas? How do you? <laughs> yeah, that, you... that one I was pleased with. Uh, yeah, I don't know, just constant thinking. Uh... Like, I don't, I don't like, we, like, we saw these great, jazz guys tonight mm-hmm. right and like it's just i can't even imagine the amount of practice it takes to like play like that seamlessly right. and like just and like i'm in, in all frankly but then and then i think like for myself i don't know i have no kind of talent like that but what i do is i just constantly am thinking about like what can i do to try to like make things better for animals in some way and like so so in doing that, sometimes I come up with good ideas. I got you. Well, yeah. I guess that's how idea generation happens. You, you, yeah. you go through it and trial and error have a lot of shitty ideas and yeah, and then old you ideas come out of it. So that one, that one I think has some legs and we'll, we'll see where it goes. But you know what? I, I don't know if I ever asked you, like, what, when was it? When was the instance in your, was it your childhood or in college where you were like, you know what? This is the way things are. This is messed up. I hate it, and then I'm gonna do something about it. Like, when was that moment? Um, it was gradual, cause like, so my mom was a vegetarian growing up, but she raised us on meat. Like, oh, I, she did. So yeah, she would like, cook two meals. Like, she one. would cook. Yeah, she would, and cause for her it was a very personal decision. She didn't know about factory farming or anything. She just didn't feel comfortable. But she didn't, she didn't see anything like wrong within the sense of that her kids shouldn't participate in the mm. process because she didn't even know about the process really. So, so I, but then I, I started working for a vet and, and I just, for whatever reason, I just didn't feel comfortable. I'm like, okay, so let me give up eating pigs and cows. When was and this? Then, Were you in high 16, school? 16, yeah. Oh. I was just like doing, I wasn't doing much animal-wise, but just kind of I cleaning see. up the place. And then, and then, then I just gradually stopped eating birds. And then, mm-hmm. um, and then, the, and then, when I was, it wasn't until I was 26 or so that I gave up eating, I never liked cheese, so that was simple, but eggs and dairy. Really? You never liked like pizza, I, for example? No. Get out of here. I'm a very rare vegan. Whoa. Cheese, by the way, is, is truly addictive, and that's why people have, so if you think about it, right, and I don't know, like, the fine, I, I read articles, but I don't remember the details, but like, so like, if you're a, if you're a baby cow, you want, you need to drink yeah, tons of, of milk so like there's a component in it that is addictive because the baby cow has to be like, okay i want more of right. this and that's there that's in the milk yeah, yeah. and like you wonder why like people giving up cheese like it's really really difficult for people and there's an addictive quality to it for sure hmm. um 
there's some really good nut-based cheeses out there and other types of cheeses that are not dairy, but I never, I don't like them because they still taste too much. Like, like cheese, cheese, which you don't like. Which I don't like. so funny. So yeah, so it was, it was easy for me. But um, yeah, it was like... Um, uh, 26, you said. Yeah, 26, but I, I don't know, I just became, I don't know. So to go, to go back to teaching, if you want me to go back. I don't know, that I, so I always had this sense of just like, a, um, some kind of sense of like, I wanted to help people who didn't have like the opportunities I had. So I got into teaching in high school in a pretty urban environment where kids, it was, it was definitely rough for them. What, was, what did and your mother do? Did she work? She's she an worked? occupational therapist. Okay. Working. Yeah. So did you but ever no. go to work with her? Or no, because she didn't. She went, growing up, she didn't work when okay. I grew up right, until right, I was right, about right. sixteen or so. Um, oh, and then she went back to work. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, wow, that's a big break. Jesus. Yeah, she took it. Yeah, she didn't want to go back, but she did. Because <laughs> my dad, he worked at the World Trade Center. Yeah, so my, yeah. My dad was a, he was a bartender. That's so crazy. At Making the World Trade paper Center. though, right? So he worked at the. Yeah, he worked in the. Um, the concourse of the World Trade Center during the 80s when the commodities were crazy Whoa. and the commodity guys lived, worked up on like the higher floors. Yeah. And um, yeah, he's, it was like a nice middle class existence with one parent working as a bartender. And, and my dad, he was, a, he was a, like, he didn't drink at all, but, which is, it seems like bartenders yeah, yeah. either drink or they don't drink at all. Yeah, exactly. And he, um, but he had like a really nice manner to him. And so all these commodity guys, like sometimes I remember when I was a kid, he would come home with just like wads of cash because they were like, especially like holiday stuff, yeah. they gave him like $300 tips. And it, we weren't like rich by any means, but it was a solid middle-class existence as a bartender. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, but yeah, then that restaurant closed and then it was not such yeah, a good yeah. financial existence. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's, um, it's weird. Like when you become, so here's the thing. I became more aware of the issues, and um, I, I, Joyce, my girlfriend I met, because mm. I invited her in to, to speak. I didn't know who she was. I just invited an animal activist to speak to my class, and she came in, and, I, and she showed some videos, and I found them Oh, this was upsetting. when you were at Bushwick? Yeah, that's how I met Oh, her. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, wow. So she came in, and I was having social justice people from various types of social justice come in, and she came in, and uh, uh, you know, I saw some videos, and I found them really upsetting, but I still was like, you know eating eating especially dairy mm -hmm. so um dairy egg, eggs no. out or oh yeah, yeah eggs were in still okay and some dairy and then uh so then i went to an animal rights conference in 2002 um it's like a big conference and i bought a bunch of books and mm -hmm. like i'm just i like for me like reading is you gave me what was that something farmer that one book oh yeah Man Jeez. cowboy oh my god yeah. jesus so, christ dude so for one yeah yeah that is, <laughs> So for one week, it was the most intense week of my life. I just read, like nonstop. I was like re literally reading like 300-page books without sleeping, just to get, absorb it. And I was actually in Boston. I was visiting my brother at that time. And I was like, when it was all said and done, I just was like, like it, it took me about a week just to kind of have it all sink in. And because I knew so I was going to be fundamentally like, the world was Changing, different. Changing, yeah. It wasn't so much, I was there, but the world was different. It was now like, and I think this is why a lot of, really good people don't want to go there because it's a dark place yeah. to realize like it's almost like there's a there's a cloud yeah like, well the quote from you uh, we were like yeah mid-20s late mm -hmm. 20s you were like man if if i were to really just sit down and think about all the animal suffering in the world that's going on right now as we're having dinner 
I would like jump off the side of a building. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. Like it, 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 there was a point in your life where I saw it weighed down on you all the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it, it's that, it's, maybe you still have that a little bit, but it's not the way it was. There was a point where it was like yeah. heavy, heavy, yeah. heavy. No, and it, it, and it's, yeah, I mean, it's brutal. And people who, who you know, are there and get it, like it's, um, yeah, I mean, because it, 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 the, the number of animals is truly unfathomable. So it's like 10 billion, in the United States alone, 10 billion animals a year killed for food, not including fish, which is far more than that. Yeah, of course. And then worldwide, it's something like, I don't know, eight, seven, eight times that. So it's insane. It's not just they're being killed, but it's they're being tortured in, mm-hmm. in the most sadistic fashion possible. So like the example I give is, if like I was a high school teacher, right? So if I, I didn't give an assignment, but if I gave an assignment and I said, just describe what happens on a factory farm, all right? Mm-hmm. And the kids go to Wikipedia or whatever, and they write down, like, describe what happens on a factory farm. Okay, and I read it. Okay, fine. You, you described it fine. You get an A. But if they, instead of changing, like, this is what happens, if they were to instead write, I want to do this to an animal, and then describe the exact same thing, undoubtedly they would be, you know, guidance counselors would be called in and psychologists because they would be ter- deemed, like, a raging psychopath. Right. If somebody were to say, you know, I'm going into details, but, like, you know, I want to do this, like, you know, castrate pigs without anesthetics and pull out their teeth and, you know, horrible mm-hmm. things. But that's like the reality. Like, we're literally, the, the factory farm system is literally a psychopathic system. And unfortunately, like, anyone who buys it is, is contributing to it. Right. And, I, and once you realize that it's really this just insanely sadistic system, um, it's just, it definitely darkens the world. Mm-hmm. So, um, but for me, like, you know, and it, and it just... And then I shifted out of teaching because I'm like, I got to try to just do oh, something wow. with animals. Okay. Because as much as I love working with kids, it's just, that's, I used to think that was the main need in the world. And I'm like, well, other people are handling that. There's more of a need for this. Mm. So anyway, that's what mm. brought me there. Mm. Yeah. Man. But I, I feel like it's, the thing is, it's not like, I wasn't, I wasn't there. I grew up eating bacon cheeseburgers. And like, yeah. I, I love my dog and cats, but I never never occurred to me that there was any issue with it until I learned about it. And I feel like most people, even if you don't have the sensitivity to animals, the, um, I mean, either on an intellectual level or just on the very, just a basic emotional level, if you recognize that animals have feelings, like, right. you know, that there's something deeply, deeply wrong with it. So my goal is now to try to figure out how to, how to get more people to consider the idea of, uh, abstaining from animal products mm. and then you had you 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 obtained like a certain amount of knowledge in your 20s does that continue like are you still no. feeding yourself that information well, and getting depressed every once so in a then, while <laughs> so then i took it up the next step right and then i read about like you know all this stuff going on you know with animals mm-hmm. and like and and the and the the system that was created and, you, and then you begin to thinking, well, how is it that like we could have such a horrible system? Like, you know, mm-hmm. it, and, and that animals could be viewed as such commodities. And then of course I was always like in, in college and I was very, got very interested in and in passionate about um, African-American studies and like, you know, mm-hmm. obviously the objectification of, of African-Americans and, and slavery right. and so on. And, um, uh, and it's like, well, how, how is this like possible? And then Native Americans, I got interested in as well. And like, mm-hmm. 
you know, the atrocities that happened to them and are still happening What's to them. What's interesting is you grew up, you, you were bar, bar mitzvahed, right? Mm -hmm. So you grew up Jewish, and what about your own people? How come you never were like, I mean, you guys um, suffered in Europe. I yeah, mean, I don't consider myself Jewish, though, at all. Uh, yeah, I, know. I really don't. I mean, culturally, I, not any, I don't, because I don't, I don't believe in religion in the slightest. Yeah, so like, yeah, So yeah. it's kind of like. But was that always the case? Like at pretty age, much, yeah. even when you were getting bar mitzvahed, you're like, I'm you just doing through, this for my mom? The, yeah, just go wow. through the motions. Wow. Plus, I had the, the temple I went to, I, I had growing up, a, I remember the synagogue calling up my, I don't know if it was a business or whatever, calling up my parents and demanding dues, and my dad getting very upset because right. they didn't have the money for it. Right, I'm right. like, what kind of freaking religion is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, also, then we had to... Um, was your dad Jewish, too? Or grew up Jewish? <laughs> he, no, he grew up... His, his parents were Jewish, but they raised him as a Christian scientist. Which Whoa! Is interesting. Yeah, his, his grandfather was Dark. a rabbi. But they, yeah, they raised him a Christian scientist. And he always had a, had a um, somewhat of a skepticism towards medicine. Mm -hmm. Although he wasn't. He was fine yeah, with yeah. medicine. But he definitely was like a little bit... scientology Not so much, I mean, Christian scientists just don't believe in medicine. medicine right? right? Yeah, yeah. So he... he um, yeah, but he, was, he just... He wasn't, I mean, he was born Jewish, but whatever. Yeah. So anyway, um, but there's this, this writer named, there's a number of writers out there I started reading, but this guy named Derek Jensen, mm -hmm. who, who is brilliant. And he, he writes about pretty much he's anti-civilization, which is what I am. Like I'm in the sense of, I, I don't, humans are meant to live like indigenous people live. So like right. I, I'm vegan, but like I don't, if an indigenous people are, killing animals to eat and they're living off the land and like so on that's that's not i don't think that it, that's immoral by any means that's how they're living that's how humans are meant right, to live right so like pretty much um like civilization is we've um colonized the earth we've colonized other people every i mean it, and and it's not sustainable at all mm -hmm. and like the part of part of so part of in reading that i gotta it, cut you off for a second yeah. so yeah Honest question for you. Yeah. I want an honest answer. Okay. Well, when you're hanging out yeah. with me yeah. and the friends from high school and I got two kids and uh -huh. the rest of them got three kids each. Yeah. Right, does it kind of drive you crazy? So I wrote a book called The Vasectomy Sweepstakes. <laughs> <laughs> and it was about it was about this guy who, who wins the um, he wins the lottery. I named him Malfeasance McLean. And he, Malfeasance wins, wins this huge lottery and he decides to, um, to create this, well, he essentially create, so we have these mobile spay-neuter clinics, right? Mm -hmm. in, in New York City and other places where you, ASPC has them and you go in for free or low cost, you get your dogs and cats spay-neutered. So he creates these mobile vasectomy clinics and if you, and the in inducement to get a vasectomy is that you enter the vasectomy sweepstakes and the winner gets $10 million. This sounds like some Black Mirror shit. Do you know what Black Mirror is? No. Netflix? I've heard of it. But oh, no. man. Yeah. So it's, um, anyway, I thought it was a pretty good book, but I didn't, I didn't go anywhere. But anyway, so the... Um, Can I find this? Wait, give, give us the title again. It's called the vasectomy sweepstakes. No, I, I just, I've sent it to a bunch of agents. I didn't get anything on it. Oh, man. Not, We're going to blow this book up right it's, here it's on this a, pod. It was good. So anyway, it... Um, so you win the so you, so you get the vasectomy. You're put in the sweepstakes like a lottery to yeah. win to possibly win ten million dollars. Okay. Yeah, and there's some other stuff going on with vasectomies as well in it. But so yeah, the, so basically, 
So to answer your question honestly, yeah, I mean, we, um, I to I've never had the, the need to procreate. procreate. That said, I understand people want to, and I, I, don't, I don't judge them for that, of course. Mm -hmm. on, a, on a macro level, like, you know, I do see, like, and I love kids. I mean, the thing is, I like, I, as a high school teacher, I work with kids in the shelter. Like, I love working with kids. Um, what is it about them that you just, like so much? They're honest. Like, mm. they're definitely honest, and they're, there's no bullshit with them for the most part. Um, and because uh, I typically don't like kids. Really? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, like, I like my own kids and, and some of my friends' kids, but yeah, yeah. I typically don't like children. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I've always liked them, but I never had a, a desire to have any. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, on a macro level, like our uh, our society is in, in tremendous denial that that we're going that this is sustainable the way we're mm -hmm. living and that. So somehow, you don't think really? Yeah. Honestly, that there are enough resources in the world for 7.5 billion people? Yeah, there's enough for 7.5. If it stopped at 7.5 billion and we stopped living the way we're living, potentially, maybe. Mm -hmm. But but the way we're living, I mean, we're like, the, we're, I mean, I mentioned before about a hamburger. Like, yeah, yeah. to create one pound of, a pound of hamburger, like, literally is, is the, the amount of water is the same intake as if, is equivalent to six months of showering for one person. Like it's insane. Wow. And like, wait so, a second. So how? How's that possible? No, no, no. Well, how much? So one burger is like one five hundredth of the full weight of a mm -hmm. of a cow. So, to, so for cows, what they eat are, are water-intensive grains. Oh, so to, so to I see water what you're all those grains. I see. It's not like the water they're eating just. To, yeah, yeah. To, so to water all those grains took two to create a 1,200-pound cow yep. and to sustain that 1,200-pound cow, um, it's, it's that much water, wow. right? And then, so the aquifers are, like, drying up, and we're in the midst of it. Like, there's no... We see... I mean, look at the... Like, we were... We, the fires we were, in California. Yeah, yeah, when we were growing up, weather was not a huge news event. Like, every so often, there'd be, like, you know, Hurricane Andrew or something, but, like... Hurricane now Gloria. Huge, <laughs> yeah. yeah, hurricanes are, like... Like, weather is a huge news event, and it's disasters everywhere. Like, we're in the middle of it but we're but and it and there are people in like the poor countries they're feeling it oh yeah there's there's literally like some islands are even like yeah now haiti yeah, yeah haiti and the hurricanes right. yeah so we're kind of in this in this in this bubble where we're not really getting it but it but it's happening mm -hmm. so it's not our society's not sustainable there's you know it, it seems pretty clear that like you know fresh water is is not unlimited mm -hmm. um we there's already like you know, you know, the cancer in our bodies that are happening like that's not natural like mm -hmm. it's from our environment, so yeah I mean it's not sustainable and and unfortunately like we're unless I don't even know at this point if we can change but I mean I see it as pretty much yeah the only way we we need to go back to the Stone Age to, in a very real way and oh my and gosh. it's not gonna happen yeah. but like so that's, that's why Elon is talking about going to Mars to spread. To kind I don't, of I don't, I don't, I don't divide up humans, the population. <laughs> I don't think humans should should spread ourselves anywhere at this point. I don't think that's. That's what I, in the back of my head. I'm like, I always whenever we hang out, I'm like, this guy hates human beings. I don't though. No, no, no. I, the thing is though, I don't. It's not. It's not a. I'm not. I'm not. Because when I it's, so it's all. funny when I see you interacting with humans versus interacting with an animal. It's like to me, it's like night and day. 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. To see you interacting with a dog is like... It's like... I, I, I'm, I'm good with people. <laughs> oh, so man. The... Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty good at interacting with yeah. people, I would say. You're good. You're good. <laughs> There's levels still, just like yeah, jazz. But it's not, it's There's not, levels. <laughs> it's, it's not a matter of the, like, that's the thing. Like, it's, I, I, I'm not saying you have a defensive reaction, but it's easy to then say, like, oh, that person doesn't like humans. But it's not that at all. It's that our, our civilization has, um, like, I mean, literally beginning, um, you know, 10,000 years ago, whatever. I mean, it's just been about conquering the land, conquering people. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, yeah, and it's Having like, dominion over other human beings. Yeah, yeah there's, more, there's more humans in slavery today than ever before. It's not chattel, it's not chattel to Told, yeah. slavery. It's, yeah. Um, it's a different type, but like, right. there's quant- quantitatively, there's more humans enslaved than ever before. Right. Well, so like, we're, you know, and yeah, I mean, on, on some levels, obviously we're making more progress right. in other areas, but... Um, uh, but like we're we're not good not good for this planet and not yeah. good for each other so um, what do you care do you care what is like your number one priority is it the planet or is it the animals that inhabit the planet yes yeah, so here's how I view it like we like we have this precious planet it's, I mean they're it's hard to imagine there's not other planets out in the universe that are there. Right. Trillions of stars, so probably. But this is it. There's and, another planet where there's uh, a whole population of people that are, it's just me and you on the planet. And yeah. they are, I mean, in the realm of possibilities, sure. there's a whole planet of people <laughs> and they're in a Marriott and it's just me and you on the entire planet. <laughs> Two billion of us and our, our legs are crossed like this. Yeah, that works. <laughs> it's a cool planet. Uh...